0: Two, one. What's up, everybody? Happy Halloween. Welcome to the Blue Coyote Podcast. It's a podcast for the people. I'm here with my friend Paul Dolsky of Haunted Vermont. If you're into the paranormal, um, you may have just heard of this guy. The man, the myth, the legend. How's it going, Paul?
1: Um, I'm good, but man, the myth, the myth, the legend? Damn, okay. I'll, that is my resume there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if I'm big as, like, you know, local author Joseph Citro, but I mean, I guess you could say I'm pretty big to the point where, you know, back, back in 2012 when I was just young and stupid, and then I noticed, like, when Facebook was first starting out kind of small still, like, everybody had um, paranormal pages for their states, and it's just like, you know what, I don't even find a haunted Vermont page so I'm going to do it and that's what I did on August 26 2012 and next year is going to be haunted Vermont 10th anniversary you know that's kind of cool
0: yeah no 10 that's something man 10 years um yeah so for for those who don't know uh like you said in the Vermont area as far as the paranormal goes that that's actually how I um how I found you I was just I was trying to get all this started um, as you know, I, small, just a small page, couple episodes out. And I just searched on Instagram. Uh, I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm just trying to network. I'm like, hashtag haunted Vermont. And you, you guys are just, are what came up. Um, and here we are two episodes later, probably over a year, but, uh, just to give a rundown before we get into, uh, tonight's Halloween special, Paul, um, just give a a gist of, uh, of your your different brands and uh, and what you've been doing over those ten years, for those oh, who don't man. know, just oh, with a little rundown.
1: Um, so I started off at Haunted Vermont, and then um, from there, as things started to kind of slow, uh, slow down because you know there's not you don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. So um, when people started to not uh talk about their experiences and stuff anymore and i didn't really have anything new i kind of started to slide away from haunted vermont from there uh my lovely partner tessa and i we basically started a horror podcast called the everything horror podcast unfortunately that is going to be getting shut down for a while because we just felt like we need a break from it there have been times where we just really didn't have any guests or anything. And it just felt like the time was right to just stop everything horror podcast and now bring back
0: haunted Vermont,
1: which Tessa and I will be recording season three of haunted Vermont. So stay tuned for that.
0: Absolutely. And that will be on all, all of the platforms that anchor distributes across um, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the good shit. And, um, and right on, man, that's a, uh, yeah it's been quite a ride I'd imagine um Um, it really has because you know it's just
1: like this this year uh was the first time I actually requested every Friday off from my job in October because it was my birthday month and stuff and you know what I was like I was like, you know what, I, I want to do some wor- road trips, you know, and like, I want to go to some of these scary places and meet these scary statues and stuff like that, and you know what, that's what me, Tessa, and our little one Amara did. We've traveled to different parts of Vermont, and not really sat on the laps, but like, you know, we we looked into the, um, uh, I guess, statue's eyes of like John Hubbard, a.k.a. Black Agus, and we're just like, this is cool, (laughs) you know, and it's just been fun, and, like, one of the cool experiences of this was, uh, oh, God, I'm gonna, like, butcher the town already, but, uh, you know what, just for the, I think it was, like, New Haven, um, yeah, New Haven is where, uh, the infamous grave with a a window is from, uh, Tiffany Clark Smith's, grave who was afraid of being buried alive and it's actually really more interesting to see it in person than the pictures so if you guys can ever just say i need a haunted road trip i'm gonna be cooking up something special and i'm gonna try to do my best to share my uh google maps list so it's gonna be a list of all the haunted locations that you can actually go and visit at least
0: definitely be keeping an eye out for that yeah i'm uh like i i've reached i messaged you i saw you post i'm like man i'm jealous you're getting out there going to all the different uh, haunted spots around vermont and um yeah it's important to take that time have fun get just dive, get involved with the things you love and um yeah man that's cool everybody uh so paul will have that the different google maps um so going forth going forward um Paul and I both decided what well, we decided on for this episode. Well uh, you know, plenty of stuff to touch on, but I guess let's uh let's get into some of these stories, man. Do you have something something ready to go?
1: Um, sort of. So I guess uh how about you be the honor and start first and I will just follow on depending on the story. I might actually have something else. So, you know, I'd like to hear out yeah. of people's stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, likewise, likewise. Um, Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. We're just, uh, it's Friday night, man. Let's do this. So happy Shumhang, you know,
1: and we're so, and before we start with the story, you know what, we'll, we'll just all take a moment and just appreciate what is coming up soon anyway, right? Day of the Dead is where the veil of the world finally opens up and the dead can come out and basically walk the earth. And that is basically what Halloween is, you know? We wear the costume so we can help guide the spirits around. And we keep away the bad spirits from the good spirits that are trying to walk this earth. That's basically what it is. And I think a lot of people are starting to forget the real traditions of uh, Halloween. And it's not just candy and, you know, and costumes. There's more to it, and I... And then it really saddened me when I heard, like, a couple of years ago that, like, California and this state and that state were trying to ban trick-or-treating at a specific age. So once you reach a specific age, that's it. You can no longer trick-or-treat anymore. So I just wanted to say, please look up the real meaning of Samhain, a.k.a. Halloween, and just have fun with it. You know, especially if you lost somebody, now is the time to grab those photographs and just white candles around each family member or even a pet that has passed on. Remembering them will sometimes bring them out to you and you might even get a sign, you know, like never forget the loss and never forget the path of. of who have passed before us.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really an important thing for everybody to remember. Um, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't have said that better. Um, and I'm just, I'm curious, uh, Paul, if you know where, I mean, like you gave that great definition of uh, the, you know, the, the veil is thin, but um, say it again, the, the word that you're using for Halloween. Samhain psalmhain, where does that originate from? Oh god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh well, let me um uh, like are you talking definition or like the origin itself? Yeah, just
0: kind of like uh you know, I just something I could have looked up but I I've been wondering why where where Halloween like where yeah, Tom where does that tradition is a come festival
1: from? marking the end of the harvest season and beginning of winter or darker half of the year? In the northern hemisphere, it is held on November 1st, actually. But the celebration beginning on the evening of the thirty first of October, since the Celtic Day began and ended at sunset. So um really it kind of started. If I remember right, like overseas, and then we kinda adapted from it.
0: Right, well. yeah. You said the the Celtic, so I suppose this is a a, a Nordic um a pagan, if you will, sort of uh holiday.
1: Exactly what it is. It's an all yeah. saint day, basically, or all soul day,
0: depending on who you um talk to. Right. And that's uh and that's a cool thing, is that we all celebrate it too, because we're all human beings, we all, everybody passes on, and it's a uh, recognizing of the of the other side or a different realm, if you will, and um, that's something that I wanted to just throw out there too to everybody is, um, you know, I, I'd assume a lot of people, a lot of um, our audience, our listeners, um, have uh, a connection to spirituality or some sort of understanding of these things, but you know, if, if you don't, and you find yourself listening to this podcast, I just want to um, challenge everybody to think about how how you look, how do you look at at consciousness, at life, at death. You know, where do you where do you, you stand on it? Yeah, right. Yeah, where, 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 yeah, where we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you you know, if you say if you are somebody who's like you know, I I don't believe in ghosts. Well, if, if, do you you know do you believe? And in I challenge life? that. Not to Right.
1: Cut you off, and I challenge that because you know what I ask somebody if they say that they don't believe, I say, well, well, are you um, a follower of you know Jesus Christ? And if they say yes, then I say, then why why don't you believe?
0: Right. That that right. That that story of uh, the biblical story is one of of souls and spirits and um and and beings that are not in the the vessel of a body. So. I just want to, um, obviously you can get a sense of where Paul and I are coming from on it, but, uh, you know, anybody, if you don't, if, if you have all these questions about death, where where do you stand on life itself? You know, what do you think is happening now? Of course there's the physical world, but what, what do you think about your thoughts and the fact that you're experiencing these things? What do you think about dreams or people will hit you with the, uh, you know, well, that could have just, that could have been a, uh a psychedelic burst in your brain, some sort of natural hallucination. And what I say, you know, when, when that comes up is what, what's the difference? Where, where are you drawing the lines here between just because I, I didn't capture it in a physical sense. It didn't happen. Do, do the thoughts that I think did the, do, do they excuse me, did they not really happen? So I could uh, go on, but I just want to throw that out there to, to challenge everybody. Philosophically. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to do it, yeah. Yeah, right on. All right, man. All right, so I yeah, guess... Yeah, so what's,
1: what's, your, what's what the story is that you were getting <laughs> yeah. ready to tell me? <laughs> okay,
0: okay, so I'm going to take a quick puff. So, now... The main road, so the main road of my hometown, it gets very quiet as evening turns into nighttime. And back on a certain evening in the year 2012, the persistent snowflakes added to the silence as myself and two close friends were briskly making our way home on one of those walks that you take in a small town, you know, before anybody has a driver's license We'd make those walks for snow, a for, uh, soda or snacks or just to pass the time. And so on this evening, as we're making our way back to the house, um, it was really quiet like that. And uh, we passed an elderly woman and we said hello as we were uh, nearing the end of the two mile walk back to my house. And back in those days, especially walking around at night, feeling the ambiance it wouldn't be unlikely for the three of us to be talking about someone's recent experience with the girl in the white dress, the Ah, girl in the the white. white. Yep. The lady in white was um, an apparition that resides to this day um, in my childhood home. I've mentioned it before, but um, so the lady in white I first saw the lady in white when I was anywhere between the ages of seven to nine, somewhere like that. Um, my first time seeing her, I had gotten out of a shower as a kid, and um, it was probably a school night before bed. And um, and I toweled up, and I went looking for my mom. And um, I remember calling to her. Uh, her room was nearby. I made my way in there. And um, and I saw her there. She had a desk at the time facing the the main road. That same main road. Um, and this is years before, of course. And I'm so so I call out to her. You know, mom, mom. She's not turning around, which was weird. And I, so I call a little bit louder. Um, and finally, she calls back to me. But when she calls back to me, obviously I notice that she's on another side of the house. Uh, nobody's else is in the room with me except for this, this lady that I'm seeing staring out at the road. And, uh, and I was, uh, of course, pretty frozen, pretty scared. So, and as time goes on from, you know, then nine years old, uh, friends all the time you know there were friends over and uh different people would see the lady in white um certain family members saw her more than others uh as the different friends um some people didn't see her at all and some would on a pretty regular basis um i was telling paul i just got off the phone with a a friend and we were reminiscing about all of this and uh and my good friend um evan he would see He saw the lady in in white as well when we were kids. He'd uh, wake up in the middle of the night and see her. And um, as I told you guys, I'd I'd met her as well. The same with others. But my experience that I told about the the time when I'd come out of the shower and uh, saw her there staring out the window, uh, that was years before this walk that we were on. I was nine then. I was probably about 13 on this walk. So we were making our way back home and um and as we so we have our snacks whatever we're walking up this hill back to my mom's house and we're talking and as as we're getting closer I think all of us started checking in a little bit and um and this elderly woman who we had just passed by she was kind and she was warm she had a a good aura to her but as I said, we are checking in, and uh, it started to not make so much sense because it was snowing. Um, the three of us were cold, and this woman, she, she had on a, a, a nightdress, and um, she was barefoot. And she was moving quite quickly for someone her age. Um, that's how I remember her. She was pretty old and frail, and she's just briskly moving along the sidewalk. And as I said, it was quiet. There was, at this time, there were, it's a busy road. And like I said, it gets quiet at night, but there were no cars, just snow flurries, the three of us on an empty road, and this woman who we had just passed by. She was barefoot, she had on a white nightdress, and she was older. So as we're making our way up the hill, we decide to turn around. And try to find this woman or at least put eyes on her again. It was a two mile round trip, about a, or excuse me, about two miles to the store, two miles back. And we must have, we moved quickly back, a mile back down the road towards the store to try to find her. There were no footprints, there was no woman. And, and my buddy who I just talked to about this, Evan, we without communicating it before tonight we landed on the same theory we believe that the woman who we saw out there on the road is the same lady in white from the house from my mother's house and my depiction from what I recall in my memory is inside the house I saw somebody not too old probably more like a girl other when I was a young kid she looked like a girl When I was out there on the road, she looked like an old woman. Without talking about it before, me and this same friend came to the same conclusion that the lady in white not only resides within the walls of that old house, but that when we were growing up, she was watching over us. And on that night, we were able to see her out there on the road. And just maybe her appearance became older when she left the house. Hmm. That's a good theory. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So that's the lady.
0: lady.
1: Yeah, man. I don't even think um, any of my stories will top that. But because that that's like, wow, you could like see a solid figure without seeing through this person, this lady, I should say, you know, that's that's just wow. That's like the uh, the lady in the black dress in Wilson Castle. She's um, sometimes will make an appearance in one of your photos if you're lucky. If not, a couple photos, and she is so solid that everybody thinks it's a lady that works there. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's um, yeah, it, it, it's it's heavy. Um, you know, being in the paranormal field as we are i don't so much so many paranormal like you're saying just to, to get a solid apparition that's um it's unique that's a lot and of energy it is that, a lot of energy
1: and and like it makes me wonder like what is in these places or around these places that can make it like it's an energy, uh, a battery for energy for the spirit to draw it. You know, we always hear theories of like, well, this is what can draw energy, spirit, and this is what the spirit of the can draw from us or around us. And it's just like, but when we when we really sit back and look at some of these locations that don't really have a lot of this material, um, that supposedly these spirits can draw from and make you wonder then how how are they able to become so um for lack of a better word and charged up so that it's nothing but a solid figure like they're actually standing in front of
0: you right it's um yeah that's that's the thing that we try we try to grasp. Um, I think, so when you're talking about, uh, you mean like a certain location or an object or a vessel, how do they, we, we, we associate, uh, spirits with, with that place, um, with that medium is that, uh, if I'm gathering that, um, but when, but when we're outside, when we're away from that, how does it work? And I think, um, that's a part of, a man, that it, it's deep but i think that we we are this we are this realm and that that ether is all around us but that's that's the mystery of this whole thing is because that that scientific method that we use for the physicality for the the physical in front of us it doesn't necessarily pertain to this to what's on the other side of the veil and that's i think that's where we get a lot of skeptics because people want that that concrete you know, if I go to this place at this time and do this, I'll see a spirit, but it doesn't right. work that it doesn't work that way. No way. And I'm that's something that's something that we have to accept. So there's no, um, you know, I believe in the the divinity of of our being. And um, and as they say, uh, the stars align and things just happen. And on that day at that time, um, because it's the. I don't want to say the devil, but the, uh, I'd say the beauty is in the details. The connectedness of everything is in the details because not only did we see her that night and walk past her, but there were no cars before she came around. From what I remember before she came into sight, we, we had stopped talking for some reason. Like we're, you know, we're three, you were like 13, you know, we're probably just being a bunch of knuckleheads, but then it gets quiet and we're just walking And then there she is. It's, um, it's that same. You have to challenge yourselves guys. You know, how, how do we look at these things? We, that happened. We were there, you know, there's three of us who, who would tell you the same story.
1: And that's pretty hard to, um, not believe when
0: there's more than one witness. Right. Right. But it's, uh, it's not something you can recreate, you know, you can go looking for it, but.
1: And that, and, and as you probably will agree with me on this, but when you do try to recreate it, it's not going to be like it originally was like, there's no way you can find this lady that you saw because you don't know where the lady came from or who she even is. Speaking of what, did you even know who this lady
0: is? That That's the funny thing, Paul. I, um, you know, I grew up running around that town, biking around that town. Um, you see the same people walking and I'd um, I'd never seen her. And there was, you know, there is this uh, little apartment building where some old folks live down the road from there. And I think rationalizing, I remember having the thought of maybe this is somebody who wandered out in the snow, but the circumstances just don't add up because yeah, barefoot you're wearing you're saying she
1: wore a nightgown like and depending on how cold it was you don't want to be out in the snow
0: barefoot in a nightgown you're gonna have <laughs> pneumonia. yeah barefoot in a nightgown and that and that's the thing too is that and she was moving quickly I, yeah. I remember i remember seeing her and it uh and we went back for her and we couldn't find her and she just said hello and um so and she we were actually
1: acknowledged to the fact that you were you you three were there. Oh, I just I just got chills, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, she did. <laughs>
0: um, she yeah, said, exactly.
1: Yeah. So you literally ran into. Not only was she this lady a solid uh, specter, but like she she was an intelligent spirit that could actually see you, guys. It wasn't like it was a residual haunting, and. uh for those that don't know what I'm talking about, a residual haunting is basically like the spirit doesn't actually acknowledge the fact that you, they are um, trying to be communicated with. So like if me and Cody were trying to be like, hey, is there anybody here? And all we got was just like breath of uh, breath or um, maybe some snoring or maybe some type of footstep or some sort of weird sentence that just wouldn't add up to what we were asking basically it's more of a residual haunting because whoever got captured on that EVP would say for this example is that they are reliving their final moments or some sort of moment. So whatever sentence, phrase, uh one word or you know, walking around was that that moment in time.
0: Okay I just um I just gained some knowledge there that makes sense you're, and have, then, you're- yeah, and then with the
1: intelligent spirit, the spirit actually knows for a fact that you are ex- you are there and that's why they will try to communicate with you they will try to answer uh your questions if you have any questions or um, if you're trying to just regularly speak it just to start a conversation, they will acknowledge it. Um, If I may, Cody, real quick. So a perfect example of an intelligent uh, conversation with me had to be at Hobarton Battlefield. And I can give three examples right now that would just fit perfect to this. So for an intelligent haunting of a specter that ignores you, are right there at that very moment in time that they want to be reached out to. the so Hubberton Battlefield. Um, a lot of people uh, may not know that Hubberton, where Hubberton Battlefield is, it wasn't actually part of Vermont at the time of the war that was going on. Instead, it was actually part of New York. So, uh, when we went there and we went to where the cemetery is, one of the questions I asked in a way of like I was lost because I wanted to try to play it out where I was traveling and I'm lost because I'm trying to figure out where I am. And so I was asking a uh, question of like, hey, if anybody there, uh, could you please help me out and let me know what state I'm in? And, uh, you know, I asked that a few times. I went back with the EVP and heard somebody, some male spirit, tell me that I was in New York. Which kind of gave me the chills a little bit because, you know, that just basically proved that this person that answered that question at that time, even though I didn't hear it with my own ears, but it was captured on the EVP, somebody... Reeked out to me to my question to let me know that I was in New York, even though now it's Vermont. Very, very interesting. Um yeah. a, another example I can give is um well a couple of things actually. So we started up a spirit box session, and this session was 20 minutes of nonstop activity coming through the spirit box.
0: Was this in and, at the same place? Yep,
1: this is at okay. Hubbardton Battlefield. And um me and a couple people were were started it up. We didn't even get a chance to even say anything and we already had somebody come in through the speaker basically saying hi. And we're like, can you could we, like, get a second here? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like, can we, like, just, like, introduce ourselves first? And instead, nope, somebody wanted to jump in and say hi. and was right off the bat. So, obviously, right then and there, somebody knew exactly that we were standing right there ready to communicate with them. So, it was just like, okay, so we're walking around, still doing the spirit session. And I'm like, hey, if anybody's around us, come walk with us. Come talk with us. And somebody was somebody in the spirit box goes, "Ah uh, I can't, <laughs> so it's like okay, so you can't you can't walk with us, okay, and then we stop the final one though that gets me every time is is at once again, same place Hubarton Battlefield is this one so back back in the day before I quit, I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to smoke two packs a day, okay, so I was pretty bad. Um, we stopped and I put my cigarette pack on one of the benches that you can sit down in the uh, trail of the battlefield out in the field. And uh, I lit up a cigarette and I'll, I'll never forget this. So I was like, so um, if anybody would like to have a smoke with me, I have a, a cigarette, I have some cigarettes on the uh, bench over here. A voice come through and asked me if I have any chew. Deep. So, so you know, like that's the type of evidence that I like. Like, obviously, and I'm wondering if they didn't really have any cigarettes back in that day. I'm wondering if it was more chew than like a road cigarette, because obviously you probably wouldn't um, watch to light up a cigarette anyway, because that would sort of give out your position. So two would probably would have been the better bet. Yeah. And I will say this, this is the most creepiest thing I've, um, I I'm still trying to wrap my head around. And so while I was researching Hubbardton battlefield, I learned that not only was there a war there, but people, there was Indians there and what what um what is uh basically baffling me just a little bit is the final question I asked at Hubbardton Battlefield that night which was because I was trying to think of like the prisoners could I because I was reading that there was captive there, people got captured and were prisoners now uh prisoners of war and then and i you know I, I i'm pretty sure it's up on youtube with my Hoverton battlefield evp video but um so the final question was are you scared and there, and this this blows my mind out of the water every time i hear it and so there's cricket going on throughout the night here, obviously, you know, cricket, but this spirit that came through was literally able to shut out the cricket just to say her answer before, uh, disappearing, basically, and that answer was in a female voice as well, Uh, may I say female voice, and I'm going to repeat the question one last time. The question I asked was, are you scared? The answer I got from that female voice was, yes.
0: As as the crickets go silent.
1: As the crickets went silent.
0: Jeez. I mean, that's, that makes me think about what we're talking about with with our realm and our reality, we oh, are. I just
1: got the chills. Sorry, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's one of those nights, man. Um, you know, we we are this earth. We we were the earth around us. So you know, on um, and uh, you know, so many thoughts going, and from in that spirit being able to, to silence the crickets. I just, to me that, that just makes me think of all of our, the interconnectedness of, of the earth being a conscious being itself and, uh, the animals around us as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's
1: crazy, it's crazy, man. Like I, we've captured so much stuff there. Like, and, and one of the methods of, um, when I used to investigate was, well, Let's go on a full moon, because you know what? It's said that a full moon is basically like a battery to spirits. And we have never once, except for maybe once, really, um, didn't catch anything under a full moon, as I may say. And I think that's what I find creepy about it, because it's just like, like man, this moon must really be like some sort of energy, like a battery to these spirits. And it makes me wonder how they're able to really do that. And I don't know if it's just because of the fact that the sun is behind the moon, which
0: makes it glow. I don't know. Well, it's actually um, venturing a bit into a different topic with the moon. Uh, The moon, if you're in the shade right, and you have a thermometer, the shade will actually read warmer than if you're in the direct moonlight. As I said, this is a different... So that's a fact. That moonlight has a cooling effect. Um, And so there is valid reason to believe that the moon actually emits its own light. Um, And it's a a theory um, of my own, per se, um, that, that I see the moon as a portal of its own, and um so with what right um not not a rock not a rock uh sitting in in a vacuum um it is the moon is moving but i also know the earth to not be moving as i said venturing into mm-hmm. different territory but um but i see the moon as the portal in itself and uh it makes perfect sense to me uh our, our veil or an opening of sorts where that light comes through and so it makes perfect sense to me that in your investigations you get the most action and evidence when it's a full moon and when that that veil is all the way open um so uh yeah i just wanted to, to throw that in there too um oh, that, that makes that that, that makes new to me then so i appreciate that yeah definitely that's um and as i said different territory but the uh the
1: hey, that, co- that may be different but it, it how would what we're talking about it well.
0: absolutely well i think it it all makes more sense the uh the cosmology that we're taught of the earth um with the uh the vacuum of space narrative and the uh the the theory of evolution everything coming from physical matter the physical mm-hmm. matter creating consciousness i think that that sets us up to discredit In our society, everything that has to do with spirituality and the soul, Um, I think that we're taught that to re into uh, um, to negatively reinforce those thoughts and to focus on the physical matter, because that creates a society that's easy to control and focuses on um, meaningless physical things like luxury items and money and working hard and listening to being told what to do. I think if we understand, and I think that that's why we're presented with the model of the earth that we are being a spherical ball in space. Then, then that's what we're taught as well. Talking about the moon, that the moon is also just a big hunk of rock sitting out in nowhere and it doesn't even shine its own light. The sun shines on it. And that doesn't make sense either, man, because we can see the sun and the moon at the same time. They're the same size. Um, So, you know, I know this place to be a realm, um a level stationary place and the the luminaries in the sky uh move around us and they have special powers that's where we get astrology from as well i use the term tonight you know the stars align we all have um a lot of who we are on the inside has to do with where these celestial bodies were when we were born and um and yeah to bring it back around uh it makes total sense to me that the spirits would be um, active and willing to engage during a full moon. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes more sense than ever, I think. Yeah. And, um, and it doesn't, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. I'm glad you feel that way. Um,
1: Well, I honestly don't really know too much about space and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool to, um, know because obviously school never teaches anything cool
0: like that. So no, no. Yeah. We just get the one, the one narrative, but, uh, you know, yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. And not even that much about it, which is crazy. And you know why Paul? Cause it's made up, man. It's not true.
1: <laughs> I thought a lot of things weren't made up or true.
0: I'm suing. Ugh. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, man, oh, man. So yeah. So that's, uh, that's that this is the realm and uh but when it comes here's the uh no i've talked about that on so many podcasts maybe we'll talk about that some other time but Uh, um,
1: what the what the short version i guess
0: just for like a refresher especially for me anyway yeah because this is new this is new to you and uh probably a lot of people listening too you know it's gonna be halloween a lot of your audience and probably different people just looking for spooky stuff so for the new beers including paul um the so here's the deal with uh with the globe earth being a lie and the solar system being a lie and uh space travel. I know it sounds ludicrous, but there's there, there there's no there's no first hand knowledge there. All we get is pictures and videos and stories and textbooks. You, me, nobody else um nobody else under the sun has any firsthand knowledge of uh of the earth actually being a, a sphere or us actually being in a a so called vacuum of space and so anyway but we get that word outer space okay a lot of people's first question is you know nobody questions it on a day-to-day basis nobody says where's the edge to space right we're told that it's infinite and we accept that okay but when you talk about the uh the stationary plane the flat earth and where we are this and but when when you bring that up that's 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 the programmed response is, where's the edge, right? Where's the edge? Then where does it stop? All right. I and a lot of other, a lot of other folks in this, out we're, get that word, outer space. So I believe that we're here. We're in Middle Earth, right? Like Lord of the Rings, truth, hidden in Hollywood and media and stories. Here we are. Outer space is if you keep going south. So going north is going right towards the center and going south is going out. And um, I believe that there is more land that outer space is not up in the sky, but it's here and we're in the middle and there's more land and different stuff out there. If you keep traveling South away from uh, Polaris. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, sir. Definitely interesting. Uh, Shift. so what what we were talking about originally, there is uh, the other side and, um, and, uh, Right. So Hubbardton Battlefield and intelligent spirits. Um, The fact that that at different times. So the way I see that is it's a it's a hell of an experience like you have there where you're both. If you look at it like a veil or a window, you're both looking into each other's world. When I think a lot. Right. A lot of times. uh, We just see them and maybe they don't know that they can see us that that connection isn't there, yeah, but one of us sense. right, but one of us gets a look into the window, um like even when I was uh my first interaction with the white lady, I think that um per se i was she wasn't um I was looking into her world, but <clears throat> it wasn't one of those intelligent spirit moments that we're discussing. It was right. just me being able to see in, into the her world. Um, as far as you know, as far as I know, as far right, exactly. This is our uh, our take on it. Um, yeah, I words. mean,
1: that's what I like about this topic. Um, there's really no wrong or right answers. And the Correct. way I also look at it is, it's very hard when I when. It's very hard for me when I hear somebody say that they're a professional ghost hunter. And I think it's just because we really don't know the answer. We really don't. Somebody might think it's right, but it's
0: really not right. You know, that's the problem. Right. You can, um exactly. And that's, that's a really good point. You can, uh, your experience is your memory, right? So you can explain what happened, but put it, you can't, trying to define it. That's, I think a big part of our point here is that that can't necessarily be done. We're not, uh,
1: exactly.
0: Right. Exactly. Nobody, we can, you know, you can gain, you can take from diff- those different experiences and weigh it all against each other and, uh, mm-hmm. and go off of what you think, but we don't, that's a really, that's a really good point. Somebody says they're a professional ghost hunter. You can't be, you might be somebody with a, a really, uh, with a powerful gift, and that's one thing, but as far as going out there and having the ability to interact with more ghosts, no, that, that's not a thing. No. Right. With more ghosts than somebody else? Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, prove me wrong, right?
1: That's what I say.
0: Yeah. Right. Prove me wrong. So um, Paul, what did you uh, – did you have something you wanted to share with us? Oh, man.
1: Well, um, I'm trying to think now because that that story just takes the cake, I think. so. Um, well, it's a good one, but whatever. It, just, it is, but, I mean, I'm trying to think what would even come close to that because, wow. Um, I guess I can just say a few of that because they're kind of short and I don't know how to explain it. So, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe talking might help me understand yeah yeah, we can
0: just we can just roll with it well um yeah i was looking at um a lot of different i didn't i felt like i had shared all of like you were saying you don't want to say the same thing a bunch of times so like i was gonna do the firefighter story um since i mentioned that maybe i'll get into it at some point but uh yeah that might be a good one too because that was
1: the one that i heard when i first came onto your show in uh episode three or four i believe so yeah yeah man um that was a very interesting one anyway so let me see what what i got here cooked up so (laughs) yeah okay let's see where this
0: goes
1: so let's go back to when i was young and i'm talking like fourth grade or whatever um Back at the original house I used to actually live in and grew up in, I swear, I I swear that um, whoever owned the house beforehand, they used to use the attic almost like as a poker night or card games or something. Because I used to always hear people that seemed to be in the attic almost like they were having a good time playing a card game or something, or something up there, like maybe poker, I don't know. I mean, it's just so interesting that um, nobody else heard it. When I asked about it, nobody knew what the hell I was talking about, and um, so I kind of just left it as, well, whatever, maybe they're just doing it. But then, like, when I keep hearing it, and... You know, I know for a fact that everybody in the household is sleeping. That's when I started to first start to question reality. Like, am I even... Like, after my grandfather died, it really started to open up my eyes of, like... Like, am I really dead right now? I'm just, like... I'm just, you know, on borrowed time, as people would say. But am I just, like, playing this out? And then once I pass on, it's more like that's the real reality like I basically it's kind of like a video game, you know, like I downloaded this body or something. I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm like it's really interesting, but um but yeah, I just remember that type of uh type of activity going on, especially one night where you're a little kid and you should know your bedroom door or even your bedroom, like like, you know, from the floorboard to your bed to your, the floor to your window to your doors, you know, like you should just know where everything is. So one night, one night I um could not sleep and it was something was just like really starting to freak me out. And I just remember getting out of my bed and then like trying to find the doorknob for my door. Until I could like walk out and like go to my mom, so like, and my dad, so I could just like calm down, like, you know, because it was all just like, you know, like my imagination or something as parents would say. And I could not find the doorknob, I couldn't even find the door. It felt like it was so weird. It was like, it was like I was just touching nothing but like a solid wall. And I was screaming for my mom for God knows how long. And by the time my mom, like, uh, came through the door, uh, I apparently was, like, facing the corner of the room. And it was, like, where my hand was should have been where the door was the whole time. And I just could not find that doorknob. And it was so weird because my mom opened up the door like it was just like there the whole time, you know, and I still to this day don't even know what what that what just like what happened there. I really just don't know. But yeah, that was one of my short ones where I literally had the most horrible time as a kid trying to find the doorknob and i mean i could not find it even though i knew where it was because i've gotten out of bed before with the door shut so many times to come out of my bedroom just to go use the uh bathroom which was what are we across from my room
0: yeah that's um right something like that's pretty that's kind of scary i mean honestly like the uh that that moment where you because like you're saying you even in the dark you know you know where the light switch is you all that stuff you because if something moves you know you bump in because it used to be there um but yeah not being able to leave the room and what gets me too is so with the people up in the attic that would happen was that like was that like a nightly occurrence and it was only once you got into bed
1: it was not a nightly occurrence
0: okay it It only
1: happened like every now and then
0: every now and then yeah yeah man that's uh yeah that makes me um just kind of go you know bringing up memories um we were on the phone I told you I was talking to my buddy who shared a lot of these experiences at the house with me and, and the just a place in Massachusetts, correct? This, yeah, this is in Massachusetts. This is uh, an old house dated in the seventeen hundreds. I was on the phone with my friend, and he's deeper in this paranormal stuff than I even realized. Because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, we shared the same thoughts and a lot of experiences at this house. And he was saying how up in the upstairs, there's spots in the walls where it seems hollow, and it seems like. You know, you ask yourself, what used to be there if you really look at it? And I thought that was so creepy because, um, aside from the white lady in that house, I had this, there's just this one night, or I, or what you were talking about reminded me of it because I had this dream that I, I, so I'm in bed and I'm dozing off, and in my dream, a skeleton, a skeleton head and the arms start reaching out of the wall over my bed. Um the skeleton was wearing a top hat in my dream and he just nothing really happened he just started reaching out of the wall and um it just makes me wonder because my uh because of that conversation and uh, my friend Evan pointing out that is the the walls are kind of weird it seems kind of hollow. Um just makes you wonder what what's in there. Hmm
1: yeah oh man well okay well since you just brought up that what used to be there kind of thing so this is for anybody that that may not have ever thought of this i mean i'm just trying to think of uh other things to really share on top of what is being said too so yeah an interesting thing that cody just said is how the walls felt hollow almost as if what you was there before this wall was there, in a way. So, this is what I'm going to say. Have you guys ever wondered why ghosts can walk through walls? Think about it. Old house. Maybe there was never a wall there to begin with. It was just like an open, spaced area. That, as time went on, restoration happened. And somebody made a wall there. And then we hear the story where we saw this lady just walk through the wall. It's because, once again, back to that residual and intelligent haunting thing. If that spirit knew that this person was there, they're obviously going to walk through that wall. Because during their lifetime, there was no wall there. It was open. So That's a as,
0: good,
1: yeah. Yeah, and as it and as time goes on, like Cody and I could just, you know, be uh buddies and we wanna flip a house, we can add that wall. And then all of a sudden we see this strange ra- lady that just I don't know, appeared out of nowhere, said something to us with to say for the example that she acknowledges Cody and I. And then walk through the wall and then me and cody just stare at each other and go huh and then if we look up old blueprints we may find out that the house never had walls there and that is why ghosts walk through walls or mainly anything to that type of aspect right it could be they're right they're they're um their way out of the house stayed the same even though as time went on and people made changes to the house it never changed in their
0: world as you would say in that, their realm right that makes a lot of sense I mean you have to their right like the their perception of of the of their surroundings is completely different And um, what we see yeah yes. exactly that's why they uh yeah, and that makes me think, like, you know, they're not – there there seems to be – like, I – you know, this is speculation, obviously, but I think in there – man, like you're saying, they can walk through walls, but sometimes maybe if the, they harness enough energy, they actually have the density to knock something oh, no. off. The, right, oh, yeah, to, yeah, Yeah. the energy, dense, though. Right, they, they become dense enough to actually – He'd like touch an object but it's like where are those where are those parameters you know are you but then you then you point that out if, if they're uh you know we see them but they're in a different reality where there is there's no wall or there's there you know they're they're where the door used to be
1: but yeah see um so for the people that may not be seeing the video that you edit which um yeah
0: walk through the image that we see Right, exactly. Yeah. So for yeah, for those for those listening, say a ghost, their bedroom door used to be in one spot, but now now there's solid wall. The door is on the other side of the room. But if you see them, you'll see them walk right through the wall where the door used to be, even though yep. it's not there anymore. Um, yeah. So for those who haven't, this is cool because we just kind of got into some how ghosts correlate to physical matter. This exactly. for those who have. For those who haven't heard it, um, so, uh, Paul, just, you don't even have to say if you don't want to, but have you, have, have you experimented with psychedelics at all? Um, can you give me an, uh, an example right now? Oh, like, uh, like mushrooms or LSD? No, no, I have not. Yeah. Well, it's basically you, my girlfriend and I were just talking about this the other night, you know, if anybody who's an adult, um, you know, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. It's a, uh, it's quite the experience, but um, it's uh, so you know nothing against it, but obviously it can be very enlightening and uh, helpful for people. And wrong if done right. That's
1: it's, all. That's
0: all I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why I tried to. Pre- I said adult, but if you're a responsible adult who's going to handle <laughs> it as as the as the powerful um as the powerful thing that it is um.
1: Okay, yeah. here, let me just say this for for that way people don't think of me like I'm trying to judge Cody too. I'm not because i'm I'm also guilty of used to party and drink and smoke weed, so I would be drunk and stoned at the same time and If my mom listened to this, I apologize, but you know what it was back in the day, I had fun, I liked the feeling, it was cool, and I used to have a good happy time, so nothing nothing judgmental there.
0: Oh, I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I um, I just smoke weed now. I don't, I don't drink either. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And oh, you know, yeah, last time too, when I like, when I lit up, that was just a, uh, that was just a joint. I wasn't. No, oh, I don't care. I don't care. I know. I know. I just you. It was just funny because you had just said like talked about how you or you were starting to say how you quit cigarettes, and then I yep. lit one up, and I was like, oh, maybe he thinks I was. Smoking a sip, but it doesn't matter. Um, no, it really doesn't matter. It does not bother me at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, I figured as much. The uh, so No, anyway, Cody, I want you to stop this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, that's
0: it, game over. <laughs> cut and ties. Um, uh, the, uh, anyway, so the uh, the psychedelics, <laughs> man. So what I was saying is it's really – it's a fast track to being tapped into uh, higher realms and vibrations. And, uh, and, you know, we kind of feel like I might, maybe I'll dabble again at some point, uh, especially with mushrooms kind of acid is really, it's really heavy experience and it lingers very heavily. I think the mushrooms are a little bit more on the, uh, the earthy light side. In um, any way. So, but this story Still, it's all beautiful experiences. And so one night, a um, few years ago, like three years ago, I was probably 19, uh, my girlfriend and I were in our first apartment. And we we just moved in. We've just been there a couple months. And this was our psychedelics. I don't consider them a part of partying. A lot of people would agree. If you have experience, you'd understand that. it's a It's a spiritual thing not to be taken to get high or to to party but it's it's a journey and it needs to be taken serious anyway we were so we're in but that was in our phase and we were doing it we're still doing it kind of a lot there's definitely too much um with acid um and we and we were doing it a lot man but anyway so we're in the apartment and it was our night we uh we took a tab each um and we're just we're just hanging out just smoking we're uh and the trips coming on, you know, we get the apartment all clean, so we can really enjoy our space, and kind of, and during the peak of things, um, a sort of heavy energy, or just like a a unique, something, a kind of a different energy flowed through the apartment, and, um, and my girlfriend got kind of quiet, we're just kind of hanging out, tripping hard, and I get up, And uh, I leave her on the bed, and I go into the bathroom, and I'd heard about, uh, psychedelics aside, I'd heard if you stare, you just look in the mirror and you stare into your own eyes for for long enough, you might be able to uh, get a look at some faces of your former selves for anybody who's into reincarnation. Um, Or there you go, it's a little tidbit about reincarnation you stare long enough into the mirror you might just see uh what you looked like in a in a former life maybe even a a life to come if you're not done with your journeys here but anyway uh your boy was on acid when he did this too so it's even the uh talk about harnessing the energy and i look and i start and at first so i'm staring in the mirror i look and and I see i kind of i'm a little bit transparent at first, and I see below below the skin a little bit and that was, and that was kind of gross, but it uh but I guess that's part of reality. We all have the same stuff under there and but, so I stare longer, and what starts to happen is my face does change it kind of morphs like in uh Harry Potter when they take the uh they take i'll take that same thing to look like Harry and their faces gel around a little bit and then it changes. And then that start that started to happen. But then it happened then it just started to change. Like you're uh like you're creating your own character in a video game. My face it changes and it's doing it and it goes faster and um far away from my original face. And then it stops. My face freezes in the mirror and it's very badly damaged, kind of really welled up and red and uh It's scarred, and it was not, and I looked, I'm like, is that with no skin? I don't know what that looks like, but it looks really damaged. That's kind of weird. And I leave the bathroom, and my girlfriend is, at the same time, she's having her own, uh, she's kind of in herself in the other room, just having, it was a heavy energy that came through, like I said, but she's unaware of uh, the experience I just had. But as she says, my face was pale white when I left the bathroom in any way so we kind of sit down and i come back to terms of the fact that i'm in charge of, you know i'm the creator of my reality and i'm gonna if i want to i want to have a good time and feel good so i'm going to kind of and you're very able to and every, man lsd is all everything is patterns and energy and light and so i had that experience and, came, colors and all that stuff. right colors and viol- exactly vibrations and so I we chill out and you know so I'm like I'm like all right here's the deal like I'm I'm gonna roll I rolled maybe the biggest blunt I've ever rolled after that in my life um and we throw on the office you know it's like a comfort show and um and we just hang out and you know things calm down uh I probably I don't know if I, I probably didn't say anything about it at that point, but I, that's neither here nor there. Um, mm-hmm. We just wanted to chill out. And so we did, and she fell asleep pretty soon after. And I didn't, though, you know. It still had that acid going, and, uh, but I, I was smoking and watching the office and cooling off. Um, but what happened, man, is so I'm laying there in bed, and at, once she falls asleep, I hear this, um, I hear this, I just hear this noise, what, what sounds like it's coming from my kitchen, right? And just crinkle, like, just like this. I've got some paper here. Crinkle, crackle, crinkle, crackle. And I'm, and it's, but it moves around too. It starts moving throughout the apartment. Sometimes it comes closer to me than backs up. Hmm. And I'm like, all right, but at, at very first, I'm just like, uh, you know, maybe it's my cat uh yeah maybe there's a mice and a mouse in the trash can or who knows what but i go in the kitchen i you know i man up and i go investigate and there's nothing and i lay back down and it starts again but at some point i did fall asleep despite the uh the crinkle and crackle um we wake up the next morning dude it was like thanksgiving i had to drive to boston after that and um and we do but as we're getting ready that morning, there's a we live on a cul-de-sac and a bunch of fire trucks pull down and um and they're, they have something in a different apartment. There's like an oven fire or something. And the, so the firefighters are there. That That's symbology in all of this. So anyway, time goes on um, and time goes on. But not long after that, maybe within a week or two, my girlfriend has a, a dream of, uh, of fire trucks on the roof of our apartment and a fire and a, and a certain firefighter. And uh, she does some research. She looks it up. I think maybe even there and then she look you know, you have her phone and she looks it up. And there was in that apartment building, in our building, there had been a firefighter by the name of Carl Snyder who died fighting a blaze in our apartment so the crinkle and the crackle that i heard all night moving throughout the building was the sound of fire and that damaged face that i saw in the mirror that took the place of my own was Carl Snyder who had died there fighting that blaze and that and the uh, what really gets something to point out is the interconnectedness of all of that, first my my supernatural experience, but then the symbology of fire trucks being down there that same morning, and um, and then my girlfriend's dream where she saw the where she saw the the man. Oh man, yeah,
1: it's good that yeah. you retold that story. It's, it's so good. Like that's a perfect example, I think, of a residual and intelligent haunting at the same time because. The residual aspect is that fire that occurred. And then the intelligent part is the firefighter that died. He Yeah. He, I felt like he reached um reached out to you in that specific way to kind of like in a way be remembered.
0: Like yes. don't forget me exactly i was exactly i was looking in the mirror and he saw. excuse me and he saw a window of opportunity no pun intended to just to present himself exactly
1: and mm-hmm. that's sometimes what spirits want too they want to be they want to be talked with because they don't want to feel like they have been forgotten so yeah. that's why maybe sometimes you know our shirt might get randomly tugged or we might feel like uh, we've been touched by on our hand, hair, shirt, whatever. It's just, you know, somebody just wants to be remembered.
0: That's exactly, man. Um, I was thinking that it's most of these, right, these uh, these residual experience, I've just kind of made up that term residual experience, but, i think it works it works it works yeah Yeah. because um the yeah these things it's not um seldom is it that you you see a whole figure or you have that that visual or um experience it like you said it's a tug on the shirt it's that you thought you saw something out of the corner of your eye um you know something got
1: knocked down something got thrown No longer in the place that you remember setting it
0: down and now it reappeared somewhere else. Right. That that's most, uh, that's most experiences.
1: Yeah. But, and in the way of people not understanding specific signs of somebody trying to reach out or something, that's the type of stuff you want to look for. Maybe even a favorite song, you know, or maybe some song comes on that you don't know why this song is on. But later on, as you read the lyrics, you finally understand who, what that song uh, is about and why it got played at that very moment.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. Um, and that makes me think of uh, of the universe as well. It can be, um, you know, it can be a spirit trying to reach out to you, especially if it reminds you of somebody, you know, as Paul pointed out with his Hubberton battlefield stories, um, you know, he's a ghost hunter and he had the, uh, the ability to have, because like I said, it's uh, light and energy and electricity. And you had those tools with you and you had the knowledge and the tools to give those spirits an opportunity to say direct, to communicate directly. Um, but I was going to say is it can be, uh, not just a deceased spirit that was a person, but I'm a well, I I know um my experiences to align with uh higher beings as angels or higher beings, whatever you want to call it, the universe itself, like you you go to you check the time and it's four forty-four. Right. That that's a sign that you're on the right path. It can be from the earth itself. Um like I was on uh mushrooms one time. As well um, with my girlfriend, and we uh, we got in a car, and we had um, a different time before we had a, a really um, important moment together, a powerful moment, and the song "Meet Virginia" was playing. It just happened to be playing, but we had a what to us was a moment of connectedness that reached a a supernatural level. And then down the road, we take these mushrooms. Like I said, it's a fast track to that connection to the universe and we get in a car We're at the beach and we get picked up in a car and we get in and fucking meet Virginia comes on the radio. It's, you just have to open your, but they, you know, third eye, if you will, and notice these experiences.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And Cody, for those that actually don't know what the hell you just talked about mentioning the third eye, what, what
0: is the third eye? So the way I would I'll explain that is um the third eye is your it's your ability to see, sense and recognize that that you are a you are connected to um, a higher a higher realm other realms and that you have your soul inside your body. So your third eye being shut would mean that you, um, that you're unable to see beyond your, your physical vessel. Um, Your third eye would be recognizing that you have the, the, the soul inside you, right? You have your intent and your thoughts And your voice inside you, and that you have that you exist outside of just the physical body. If that's if that makes sense,
1: no, that does. Because I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna continue that by saying, look at it in the perspective of a child. When a child is born, they're young, right? Their mind is so open, so young, so. Fresh, as I may say, for, for the fact of they're taking everything in, and that third eye is in play right then and there as they're young. I mean, look at all the stories and all the all the stories about the uh, the kids that that talk about they saw this person sitting in this person's chair, and that they said hi, say hi to your mom, and. They know stuff that they shouldn't know, but when they mention it to their parents, it's like, oh, my God, only my grandparents or, like, my parents would know that. Meaning, And even though I'm trying to look at it as it's the kid's grandparents, but yet as she's saying the information, it's that kid's mother's parents, you get what I'm saying? Like, only they're going to know it because they had that connection. It might even be like the parents' um, nickname that they gave uh, that now current uh, mother, were well to say that the kid is talking to. That, you know, the kid is talking to. Like, maybe the grandparents said, Tell your mom that grandpa says, hello, uh, what to say, snookums, right? Or, or, something ridiculous. I'm trying to think of uh a, a, like a kid name. We'll just say Snookums, right? Like just, just for the, the example, as soon as that kid says, Hey, grandpa says, hi, Snookums. How would that kid even know that? Exactly. And then mm-hmm. uh, the last thing I'm going to add is it's really interesting. As we grow older, now I'm talking like me and Cody now, how how is it so that our third eye is starting to become blocked, right? Like, it's no longer really that um, strong as it was when we were younger. So now it's almost like we got to do a little bit more to appreciate our third eye just to, let's say, open it up.
0: Right, we we do. Um, We have to actively fight from having it shut. That's why you you enter this realm as a as a child, like Paul is saying, and they're able to see these uh these spirits because they're they're connected their energy, they're connected to the other side, and another aspect to it is their vibe their vibration is so high. Um Exactly. We all, we all have an inner child and opening your third eye would connect you to that. And they, they vibrate so high and we, uh, like, and they, they don't, they don't judge. Obviously they act out of kindness and love and, you know, we, uh, and they, they cry and they get upset about things, but that they're the way they are as children, that's what's normal. It's normal to let your emotions through and you have to let that energy flow. It's just happiness. And yes, they get upset about things but we're the, but like we're saying, their third eye is open. We're conditioned to shut it. So as we grow older, um, we're taught, we're taught not to show those things. Um, we're made to do things that make us feel unpleasant. We ignore ignore the signs. Right. Uh, Suppress your emotions because they don't, they don't serve, uh, what, what we're coerced into serving. And also we're made to do these things that don't align with our highest vibration and therefore that kindness dwindles away and it's also it's shut out by other people who have had their third eye closed off and their vibration lowered and that's what we get into the the child has it right kids have it right the
1: kid yeah the kids see the world that we all should see it in a way i guess um yeah, that's why that's why, you know, the kids always say, Hey, who was this? Who was that? Um, you know, like we, like I said, we always hear that story and it's just amazing of how we when we grow older and we start to sh- have it get shut and it's just like, Wow, like, you know, I remember this and this. How come how come I don't even See them anymore, but just say, you know, like I used to see dead people all the time. Why can I not see them anymore?
0: Right, because you've moved that that uh that frequency yeah, because, has because, been lowered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the fact that like you were saying, the world is trying to suppress us because that is not the way we should be looking at it.
0: Exactly. And it ties right, they suppress that, they lower the frequency and the vibration. And they present us with that reality of the world where physical matter is everything and it does the magic and our actual consciousness is up for question. That actually happens. If you follow that through that same system that shows us how to be uh, order followers, right? Like somebody like myself included, um, you know, they told me I have attention deficit disorder. They want us to follow orders, and if you have certain personality traits that don't align with somebody who's easy to be controlled, who's going to have a low vibration, they call it a disorder, and it's on you. You don't fit. You don't fit the the world they're trying to create. But in reality, that entire system doesn't fit our reality. That's why we're unhealthy. That's why people it leads to things like truth within words, disease. You get a disease. Because of because of this, this system that's trying to close us off to those things that's trying to lower the vibration, Um medicine. Original medicine, right? Medicine. It's a the biggest a,
1: enemy you can to suppress anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's
0: it's honestly that's a tragedy. The uh, yeah, how much they've gotten away with there? Um, oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah. And now now Cody, um, you know you just told two stories, so let me see here. Um, I think I brought this up last time when we talked, but I'm going to just say it again for maybe new listeners. So back in the day, um, fourth grade, I used to go over to a friend's farmhouse and so much stuff went on there. It was ridiculous. Like If if, um, I could go back in time and tell my younger self to ask my mom for a video camera, that's what I would want. Because there the 1st I'll never forget the first time I ever went to stay at his house, I could not sleep because I kept hearing footsteps coming up the stairs. And I knew for a fact that it was only me and my friend that had the upstairs to ourselves, basically. Uh nobody used the other rooms. And the other, some of the other rooms were mainly like guest rooms, and another one was like um, a playroom, but it didn't really, uh, it wasn't really used, I should say. So I heard footsteps, and and at some point in time, doors that I know that we locked um, and shut would just swing open on their own, and we have tried to debunk the theory that it was wind, or maybe the fan was just strong enough that it, like, somehow pushed the door open. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that a fan is not that strong enough unless you have a, like, industrial fan, but you're not going to put an industrial fan in your house, okay? And a regular fan is not going to blow open a locked door either. That is even shut, too, where you can't even open it from the other side anyway. But, yeah, we had random doors open. Um, We did two experiments one time where we would uh, lower the music on his radio in his room, right? And then we would go back downstairs and, like, just watch TV, try to pretend like we forgot the radio or whatever. The next thing you know, the radio up in his room is, like, blaring, you know? Almost like it was a sign saying, hey, you forgot your radio, turn it off, you know? Because when we would get upstairs, it's almost like the volume decreased, so that way it wouldn't be so loud. As we walked into the room. But it was weird. Because we would. Turn it. Even turn it lower. To like let's just say five. Right. And next thing you know. It's almost like the, the whole house was shaking. In a way like at 3540. Depending on like what type of. Uh, radio CD player you had too. Because some of those old. uh Radio. CDs, had like um, subwoofers on them. So you definitely know they had bass to them. But yeah, I'll I'll never forget that where the music just became louder, almost as if whatever, whoever was doing that um, was trying to tell us, hey, turn off the radio, you're not going to be in the room. Another experiment that we did one time in the same household was Uh, we notice, like, you know, we're kids, we're fourth grade, we don't pick up our rooms, okay, (laughs) we'll admit it, uh, we just don't, we're just that lazy as little kids that we don't want to pick up the room, we don't care, it's just a mess or whatever, but, um, so we left one time, his room was completely trashed, we didn't even, like, really tell his parents or anything, because they were on the farm, And it's not like they would be home to see the mess anyway because they were out working on the farm. And then next thing you know, it's just like we go back in and the entire room is clean. We then found out that everything that was on the floor, and my stuff included, was basically thrown into the closet. So... As the kicker to try to debunk this, because we're just like, okay, maybe it's just our, our, his mom and dad or whatever. Right. So we brought everything out of that closet and scattered it all over the floor again. And this time what we did was we went around the house to make sure like there's no other way to enter besides the uh, front door. And we w- waited until they came home from the farm. So as we did that, we went right back upstairs, like as soon as they walked in, like they didn't just walk in for like two hours, you know, and we weren't and we didn't do anything. No, we waited till they officially walked in to put um, their, their jackets and whatever on the hooks to g- make dinner, right? We went back into the room. Everything on the floor is now once again in the closet, thrown into the closet. Um, this is also the same place where during a sweep over, uh, I ended up getting moved from one place of the bed to the other. Now, I know what people are thinking. I probably rolled over. That's not how it worked. Because during my friend's birthday, it was me, another friend, and my other friend that lived there. So three of us, okay? One of us was like average height, average weight. I'm a scrawny little good dude at the time. Now I'm kind of like chubby, but think think the thyroid and everything, it doesn't help. But anyway, um, the point is, my friend always needed to be by the window. He 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 was kind of like that person. He had to have, like, either the fan or an open window on him, basically. And uh, the scrawny kid was in the middle. And then I was at the end of the bed. So in the morning, I was by the window. My friend who was by the window was um on the floor. And then the scrawny guy was where I was. So explain that to me. How how did that work out, especially when, um, you know, like I said, I was at the end of the bed. The scrawny guy was in the middle. My friend was at the window. You could not get up without waking us all up. And it's not like we rode over our friend in the middle because, let's be honest, we would have suffocated him, okay? <laughs> I mean... He was the scrawny of them all, but yeah. In the morning, he was um, by the window was on the floor, basically almost tucked under the bed in a way, almost like, almost like trying to like keep him warm or something. We never quite understood that uh, specifically, but we kind of like came to the conclusion that it was basically to block some of the cold wind, right? And then our friend who was in the middle was where I was basically at the end of the bed. I was by the window, which I at the time, I didn't really like being uh, having a fan blow on me. And I didn't really care for an open window. So I always felt like I was going to get cold and get sick afterwards. Um, another very weird time, I will say at the same place, the farmhouse is it was just me and my friend now. The next morning, there was a message on my friend's mirror. And it basically was a heart. And inside the heart was my friend's name. And we're both kind of scratching our heads because he locked his bedroom uh, door at night because his sister liked to always play pranks on him but this was a this was a night where I stayed where she wasn't even there she was at a friend's house so who was it then who took like and we found out that it was melted crayon my friend confirmed to me to his knowledge that he had they I should say they had no crayon in their house even though his parents sometimes watch a kid who does color with crayon, however, they always take the crayons and stuff back home once uh the parents of that kid uh get out of work or whatever you know they grab the kid, grab all his stuff, and then just head home. Nothing of that type of stuff is um stayed at the farmhouse and it's not like we play with crayons at the time either. And I'm just trying to say that as because you know um, we have better things to do like be outside and stuff, enjoy that type of thing. We want to be active and stuff like that. So we that that was always a very interesting thing. Melted crayon, which we're trying to even figure that out. How would the crayon melted? But we did find out it was crayon. And where did the crayon come from? I don't know. And why? Would there a method that had a heart with my friend' name
0: in it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have a, <clears throat> a few different thoughts and points going off of that. Um, you, so just for everybody listening, I feel like, you know, Paul, you do your due diligence in explaining that, that some obviously not, uh, well, like I said, it depends how you, everything, what I should say is everything has a meaning. Everything that happens means something. You know, life is very poetic in that way, but um, right. But what is the meaning? I guess right. Yeah, and it's not always translated. It doesn't always get delivered through the supernatural. Um, like in my second apartment, my cat used to stare at. He used to stare at spots in the wall and follow mm-hmm. and follow it around and um, tried to figure it out. And I realized, oh, there's mice. It's not. You know, it's not a ghost. He's he's <laughs> he can hear the mice. I can't. Like, okay, see, so, but you do, you explain that you guys try to figure, you try to figure these things out. Um, And, uh, and, you know, but you bring up, but there's certain, uh, you know, places have an energy and it sounds like you, you did your due diligence in figuring out that even as kids, like, you know, who would, why would somebody like even, even a sister, like get through the locked door melt the crayons pick you guys up move you around like um you know just sometimes weird things happen like that and uh mm-hmm. i was gonna i i kind of touched on it like i mentioned in one of my stories that the uh the old lady i said you know old people do live down the road but we were really far and it didn't look like some old person who staggered out of the house and was walking around uh in their pajamas freezing and you know, i was like she was really far away. She was moving swiftly. Like I do, we do think of these things. Um, but this is my, like, I you know, I have a question going off of that um, with an event. And I like,
1: hope I have an answer. So,
0: well, just kind of like uh, it's like a thought, you know? Right. Well, I wonder, like, when you guys, nobody's there to see you how you guys got moved around, right? Or to see the message being written, and I wonder. You know would if there was a say there was a security camera, would it capture it when we when we walked by that old woman, if I had been taking a video, would she even be in it or how how would it show up It's just like it's that it, i just wonders you know how isn't would that, that
1: the isn't that the greatest thing about technology though isn't oh it? absolutely, yeah, sometimes the technology can capture stuff that we can't even see, yeah. Yeah, and it shows, yeah, exactly. That's why one of the best things about The Paranormal is anytime you're in an old house or even you're ghost hunting, always try to take pictures in the mirror. Because the mirror is like that gateway. That mirror is going to show you what you cannot see, which is weird. But it makes sense at the time that the mirror is basically designed to see through the other side. I can't even think of a better way to even say that. So, Cody, I don't know if you would have something better to really say that. Um,
0: well, something that just came to me when you brought that up. It's like it, you look into the mirror and you don't see – Not you look into the mirror and you see back, right? You see – what's behind yeah i think you're gonna stare back at yeah well yeah and you i think you see deeper behind you right like if you if you're looking forward you can see you see this this realm this world you look in the mirror you see what's behind you and then some Mm -hmm. um and it can catch things it's like that in between like um if i'm in my my new job um the place is definitely haunted uh it didn't, and it's not, you know, I don't just roll in anywhere and I start, and I think there's a, you know, like, no, it's, and you're like, yes, I'm alone there and I hang out, but it's not, I will be alone. And I think um, that I see that somebody's still there, right? Like, I'm cleaning the building and uh, and somebody's, no, no, it's like, I see them out of my peripheral and then they're gone. Um, but it's it's that same kind of, it's that in between. It's not right in front of us. It's not. Where we can't see it's right where we can kind of see, and I think that that's that's kind of uh it's hard to explain, but um at the mirror it end, is think of it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and I will just add that like a gold would be i'm gonna just stay in a myth because i can I cannot vouch on this, I have never done it, never tried it. So I would have to go by somebody else's experience if they were to have done it. But So the way I'm going to say it is like my opinion, so the listeners know as well, which is, have anybody ever wondered why sometimes when you go into an abandoned house or you go into a room that is no longer being used, the mirrors are always covered. It's because sometimes that is the way in reality, as I'm talking to you guys, that we can cover the mirror and that traps whatever entity or spirit that we saw in the mirror. It trapped them. And then as soon as we lift the covers off the mirror, they become free again. That is the myth i've never tried it, never had to really try it so um, it makes me wonder can you is that true? what can you capture an entity or a spirit in the mirror just by covering
0: it that's interesting um, you'd put you you leave the place and you cover. The mirrors, is that to keep them out or to keep them there? To keep them inside the mirrors. Inside the mirrors on the other side. Okay. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like I've seen probably just in movies, but somebody passes away, and if there's a mirror in the room, they cover it. Um Have
1: you ever seen the movie
0: Oculus? I don't think so. Check out that movie, Oculus. I will. I will. Um Yeah. Dude, you, you start talking, I think it's Insidious, right? Where the, uh, no, nope. the demon, the demons are, no, uh, but just on a different note where the demons are coming through the TV. Uh, poltergeist. Oh, oh yeah. Well, poltergeist too, but yeah, that's the, uh, the
1: black. Or nerd. are you talking about the ring? Cause I mean the ring has the, that entity that comes through the TV. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. I go like, okay. Apparently there's several of them. You're right. Um, but it's the the one with the with the kids, where the uh and the first one the dad's a writer and they go to the new house where the murder happened and uh but then there's the tapes, the tapes. Oh yeah,
1: the, so that's sinister.
0: Sinister, yeah. God, that's
1: scary. Yeah, um, that one was interesting. Yeah. The sequel you, was okay, but it but the first the original was weird. Was that? Yeah. Uh, um. But I will say, um, Oculus involved a antique mirror that the uh, teenagers are trying to study the mirror, and the and I don't really want to say too much, but it involved a video camera that had to always be pointing at the mirror. And it's almost like, um, like I was just saying with the whole covering of the mirrors and stuff like that. It's like, in um, the movie, is more of if you're not facing that mirror and you go to turn away, it's like that mirror can grab you type of thing. And that's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for the spoil, not, not uh, spoiling. The damn, okay, maybe I've seen part of that. Maybe I've seen part of that, but that's scary. That's scary, and I will check that out. I um, <laughs> I want to um, do... Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, another, another movie that would be good for the uh, Halloween season is called The Awakening. That's another good one.
0: Okay. Um, the Awakening. Do you want to just, like, a, I'm curious, a little bit of the plot. It's about
1: a ghost hunter that went to this school... Because this spirit kept showing up in the uh school pictures, but in each photo, the kid changes position and location, so in one uh photo he might be inside the building, but looking out a specific window, another one he might be um. In, like, another window, but on the opposite side of the building, basically, or upstairs, depending on the photo. And then, finally, the last photo that basically made the school want to contact this lady uh, to come check it out was because the last school picture they took, that boy that was inside, staring out the window, is now directly standing... Next to the student in the class photos.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That sounds good. Yep. Yeah, no shit. Um, I'll send anyway. you the
1: trailers, Cody.
0: But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You can send me the trailers. Um, for sure, man. I guess. Uh, so yeah, some creepy movies. Um, we can maybe get into what you're going to, Well, we'll be back. So for everybody listening, if you're hearing this, um, either it's already out or it's about to be out. We will have David Whalen on the podcast tomorrow. Um, and we're going to, my copy of sock cop killer will be here tomorrow as well. Um, and we'll be getting into some more stuff, probably more about, uh, well, that will be a lot of that really about, uh, David and his uh, comic career. I have to be, uh, be looking into that um but Paul man I guess you just want to let's get it in this episode too um upcoming projects a little just a little bit about that and uh what you've got going on in Hunter Vermont
1: all right well um first off Cody I want to thank you again for this um awesome chit chat it's kind of nice to actually um I think you stated it if not I'm just going to state it right now for the listeners um, this is actually a re-recorded episode. Uh, the first one was way too, uh, all over the place and it wasn't really organized well. And it was almost like we tried to jump into too many things at once because we tried talking like the comic a little bit, but then we jumped into a paranormal thing and then we completely forgot about the book, the comic. And so I just want to say thank you again, Cody, for letting us, um, be more prepared. And I think by allowing us to share some stories and then going into some details of what we were sharing to help maybe understand what was going on, uh, I think helped out a lot, especially for the spooky season and dependent on when, dependent on when this episode is released. Uh, everybody, like I said uh, earlier in the episode, if you guys lost a loved one or a pet, please go get that picture and get some candles. White candles at least. Uh, because the uh candles are very important. White candles offer protection and it also shows a sign of love in a way, uh, for the white candle. That's why, like you always hear with and that just that just uh made me think of two stories now. So I'm going to have to share them after I explain this. But please, please don't forget your loved ones and your your pets. Your pets are still with you. Your pets never left. They may try to tell you that pets do not have souls, but do not listen to that. That is a damn lie. Animals' love is so unconditional. That it's a everlasting bond. You will never ever break the love between you and that goddamn pet that you had. That pet will forever just love you because that's what they do. They they look at you as if the the pet is your own child. You may not be able to even have your be able to have your own child. You may have to adopt, but the pet is always your goddamn child. So always cherish those moments with your pet. And I already know Tessa's probably hearing me say this, and she can back me up 100% that you do not ever want to forget your, parent, uh, your parents. You don't want to forget your parents for sure, yes. You don't want to forget any type of family member. But the most important thing is your pets. Those pets will never... Ever forget you. So please. Light candles. And remember the good times with your pets. Add the day of the dead. And the veil is thin. And let your parents. Your friend, Your pets know. That you still think of them. By lighting a candle. Now. Um, for Cody's question. About haunted Vermont. And my project. There's so much stuff going on. Um, Haunted Vermont is getting a season three, and we're doing Haunted Colleges and Haunted High Schools. Um, It's going to be another six episodes, and then we're going to figure out what we can do next because we want to always try to keep it fresh. Um, I'm looking into maybe like a voicemail system where people can call and leave a voicemail to share their stories to be featured in a episode. Um I got Terra Trail 2 to film next year. Um me and my friend Katie, who has done the special effects and makeup for both The Passenger and Terra Trail, is actually directing her very first short in a collaboration with me, um which is called Take Two, which that will be out next year, along with Terra Trail 2. Um I got the sequel to the uh the Sockhawk Killer in the works. Um I got another type of book in the works because I kind of want to make a book that is in tribute to the style of R. L. Stein and I'm also taking some real life experiences that I've actually shared tonight into this book to help it really make it a little bit more terrifying for your uh middle school kids <laughs> <laughs> um yeah man I mean, there's just so much going on like it's like my brain is gonna be busy for a long time, and as um we were saying beforehand too, like it's the whole mental health month. <laughs> And that's basically what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to keep my mind busy in this chaotic world that we live in now. And um, do you have anything to say to this before I put in my two stories that I just remembered?
0: Um, Oh, yeah, thanks, man. I just uh, for uh, everything you said about with the the loved ones, absolutely. Um, Let them know. I'm sure, you know, if they're watching, it means a lot same with pets, pets are unconditional love. Um, you said too, Oh yeah, I'm really glad we could redo this as well. Um, as Paul just mentioned with, uh, all his projects, he's got going on. Um, I totally relate. Um, uh, you take uh, one thing at a time and, um, just like with uh, mental health, you focus on what's in front of you and that ties into, uh, what we were saying with, uh, the structure of a podcast. Um, I just wanted to relay that too. uh, you know, I'm glad that we, this feels really solid tonight. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I know we're still going to tell a couple more stories here, but, uh, yeah, just, I'm glad that the audience, uh, knows that they're going to get what they came for with this one. Um, I've learned a lot through, uh, you know, coming, the podcasts I've done so far, uh, every one of them has been a great time. And of course it's all, you know, I think it's all great stuff, but, uh, that kind of, that, uh, being able to you yeah, have topically um, focusing on uh, on certain things um, that's something I've learned along the way and that uh, just ties into what, what we're saying about life um, so that's uh, my advice to anybody who's gonna who's working on uh, something uh, working on a project or going af- going after a career or just trying or just the day-to-day life just uh, one day at a time, stay you know just stay focused uh pick your own pick to vibrate high anyway uh that's what i've got to say take it away paul
1: all right um so the two stories that just reminded me when i was just talking about candles and stuff so (laughs) this is why I, i remember by the candles so first off make sure you have white candles because they signify protection number two Uh, whose bright idea was it to make Ouija boards for kids? Because one of the stories I'm sharing tonight is the very first time that I had a Ouija board was the most weirdest night of my life. It was after my grandparent, grandfather, my first one, passed away. And um, we got I got the Ouija board for um Christmas, I believe. I don't want to say birthday, but I want it Christmas sounds right. Anyway, so I'm reading the instructions with the instructions right now don't even mention that you need to protect yourself. So like I said, so who bright idea was it for uh kids? Anyway, um As the Ouija board was, um, doing its thing, um, as, and I'm only saying it like that as in because, you know, you're a kid, so as I'm letting it do its thing, I, uh, do what basically the instructions tell you to do, you just ask questions, like, who's there, et cetera, et cetera, um, by the end of that conversation, it basically came down to the point of it was possibly I was in the contact of my grandfather that passed away. And I don't know that for sure because evil spirits also like to manipulate your loved one. So, but I strongly feel that I was in complete contact with my grandfather who passed away it was the most weirdest feeling i think i ever got and i don't even remember ever touching the Ouija board again after that um so yeah now that was like maybe when i was five or six
0: years old can i now, ask um just okay Was there, are you going forth with the story
1: uh well, this might help you too. So let's see if the second story that I have might answer what you might ask. If not, then go go ahead. Um uh, so a couple of years later, like maybe ten or so years later basically, or definitely more than ten years, probably fifteen years or so later basically, um I I uh meet up with some friends of mine and his apartment that he has is, it's haunted, okay, (laughs) I mean, there's been some weird shit in his place that I don't really remember, but I do remember this, and it was, my friend decided that one night around, I think it was around Halloween, he decided that he wanted to bring out his Ouija board with a friend of his that was actually skeptic okay what'd you say by the end of this he wasn't a freaking skeptic anymore <laughs>
0: okay so all right I'll, I'll ask here i'll ask here um so when you do these ouija board experiences does it is it a kind of deal where you you're all touching the the pendant uh, if you, i don't know what it's called but you're also you're all touching the pendant and the does eye. it move yeah. the eye the eye thank you and does it move um is it like a movie? Does it just start moving around and you know, you're not pushing it and it spells out the word or do you take your hand off and it's still moving?
1: Um, okay. So m- let me explain. <laughs> okay. So let me, um, finish the story and then let we let's see if that helped answer the question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I'll be if patient. Not, then right. I will, um, definitely answer, uh, that question in a more, uh, hopefully better way All so right. anyway my friend would ask the skeptical one to join him now mind you this skeptical guy had never used a Ouija board before so obviously he was asking what do I do my friend who had done this multiple times and I've done it too and I and I know what you should and what you should not do um because of consequences is this the first thing that he actually did right was the candles. He actually went candles. Thank goodness for that. Um, the other thing he did was he did say a prayer, which you can, you don't have to, but, um, sometimes it helps, but, uh, Depending on your religion, obviously, you're going to say different things, but um, either way, it helps with your protection, too, and stuff like that, because when you do the Ouija board, you never know who or what you're going to contact, and the most important rule of a Ouija board is you never, ever, and I mean ever, pull your hands off the eye. So as we continue the story a little bit, so my friend told him, never, don't ever, don't even think about moving your hands off the eye. And he said, okay. Whatever. Basically, typical skeptical response. So they started the um, conversation by asking questions. Who's here? And stuff like that. We got a name. The name of whoever they were talking to, went by the name Jason. So everything was all good, all good and uh, interesting, I'm just going to say. I don't want to say all good and fun because um, I don't know if you would really want to call it fun unless you just do it on a daily basis just to talk to spirits. But um, So anyway, this Jason kid loved the fact that He would be and talk to, and uh, normally when you uh, do a Ouija board, some people put one finger on the eye, if not two fingers, so that way it's enough. It's not really enough to move the eye per se, because it's going to take a lot of strength with just one and two fingers. Oh, as the conversation was going. My friend was trying to end it. whoever this Jason was did not want to go and it got to the point where and i've and I've never seen uh, i have never seen the word spell out so fast unless I was watching a horror movie. but the, it went so fast that this Jason kid, what do we spell out? H E L P M E. And as soon as that help, as soon as that happened, the skeptical threw his hand off. And that's where you don't want to do because now, because what um. Basically, the way of ending a Ouija board is you need to have whoever you're talking to, or whatever you're talking to, say goodbye. That's the most important thing of a Ouija board. Well, there was no goodbye here. That spirit became released into our world, basically, by just letting go of the eyeball. So whoever this Jason kid had now been set free into our world, basically. How, um, we did, we did have some weird shit happen that, uh, afterwards around his apartment. Um, my friend was really pissed off at the skeptical guy. And I mean, like, really pissed off because he w- lifted his hand, uh, fingers. And we had to take care of that situation, which that's not even a fun thing to do either. Trying to, um, you know put the spirit back into um the board itself to then get it to say goodbye basically or even if you even did it that way otherwise I don't know what he did I just know that he was gonna take care of it and I said yeah dude I'm I don't do this type of stuff anymore so not with Ouija board so I I was out (laughs) but yeah that is I hope the answer to your question there Cody
0: yeah, yeah, that does answer my question. Um, so it's a rule that you do—you don't take your hand off, right? So you don't man, take
1: the hand off until whoever you're talking to says goodbye. Yeah, I've never done a Ouija board. Um, if you do, <laughs> be careful. Yeah,
0: yeah, it sounds—it sounds like so. Um, yeah, man, I one time. As far as like only uh, with trying to get rid of a spirit, um, my buddies had a a house. They're renting a house, and uh, one kid, he was pretty, you know, he was partying. He was pretty gone one night. He got up, use the bathroom, and uh, and um, and he said he saw just a woman, just a, like a like a silhouette, kind mm-hmm. of uh, like the energy, just light, but but a woman standing out in the kitchen. He walked up to it. And, um, you know, saw it was transparent and, uh, I don't know what to do. I guess this is a question as well. I mean, you said you don't really, uh, dabble in the eradication of spirits too much, but they asked for my help and I was, you know, I just said, okay. And I brought the palo Santos and the sage and, um, drew some symbols on the windows to try to, just to try to help that situation.
1: Piedros are always a good thing. Yeah. um uh red brick dust is another
0: good one red brick dust
1: okay i'll remember that yeah and um salt as we all know with supernatural with dean with salt and everything that's actually legit yeah Salt, salt is a um great
0: protection yeah as um also yeah my girl um she grinds up, uh, she's ground up eggshells in a mortar and pestle, and um, yep. sprinkled That's those on, on her porch. Yep, try to yep. keep things out. Um, yeah, man. No, I think, think um, I guess I'll let you go at this point, brother. Um, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Um, if you guys are, uh, I'm gonna um. Yeah, I'll be getting up early, and uh, I'll tell you, hold hold myself to it. I'm gonna have this one out by Halloween. Um, to you know, I just feel like it'd be a waste to let Halloween come and go. So, so we'll do that, and um, and we'll get uh, Mark Whalen. We'll be on tomorrow. We're gonna talk comments, uh, comments, comics. We'll talk comics, and um, so if you guys are hearing this, that'll be out really soon comics and and i'll definitely ask him as well about some of where that inspiration comes from and all that you'll be there for it and we'll we'll kick it again and chat it up um that's paul Dolsky of haunted vermont keep your eye out give him a follow um on the instagram if you guys are if you're just listening um our socials will be in the description on instagram you're seeing it and it's in the description so Keep your eyes peeled. Happy Halloween everybody. This is uh the Friday before Halloween, October 2021. Um it's all love, Paul. Thank you for coming on the show again, man. It's been a it's been a good time. Thanks for coming back on.
1: Oh, dude, it's always it's always fun to chat the paranormal. Like like I said, I think in the last episode, it's just you know, there's it's really cool to just start talking again about it and then you start to rethink of everything. It's 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 nice.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's a trip in itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I have always, uh, as I've, you know, the channel's been growing and, uh, you know, sticking to it. I just, I really appreciate, you know, everybody, you know, yourself and everybody else over at Haunted Vermont and all of your, uh, your, you know, your whole brand. Everybody's just been really supportive, so I want to say, want to say thank you. You're very welcome. We are very supportive people because
1: we believe that creativity should not just be overlooked we think everything that everybody does with their blood sweat and tears should be known somewhere you know like because especially on specific things and like what your show for the people is representing i think it should be more uh you know more branded out there that because you get, you bring up some very interesting topic and you don't really hear that a lot in other um podcasts because normally the other podcast is like one specific thing so it's really cool how much the blue coyote podcast um spread out to the
0: different topics well thanks yeah man I, I have a good time doing it that way i really you know and that's really encouraging hearing that thank you thank you for saying that paul um and you know you got obviously you guys are you know like grassroots paranormal in vermont um so you know that's just seeing everything you know the whole story it's just fascinating they make they do really great work um over on your platforms check them out uh somebody else man he's just been so uh so supportive as well and um he found me through you guys shout out to Darsh he's just always really active showing support I know he's listening, so I just wanted to give a shout out. Uh Darsh D, right? Darsh Davis, yep. Yeah. Darsh Davis, yep, yeah, that's right. Shout out to him. Darsh
1: is one of the most amazing people out there and his work should never be overlooked. He his his writing is so incredible. Darsh, I know you're listening too, so I just wanna give a shout out to you. Your work is really good. Your work should never get overlooked. You're a hardworking dude. And congratulations on getting your first quote on the back of the trade back uh, from Storm King Comics for Vortex 2.0. And hopefully, you'll get many more quotes down in the future because you know what? Your work is brilliant. People love your work. People have messaged me saying, like, nobody have ever written something like as professionally. Uh, good like you have done so Darf your work is getting out there and you will become mm. like a really well known person in the future I can I can guarantee you that and if it's from the podcast of everything horror then don't forget us <laughs> uh, We we started you and now just don't forget us when you become rich and famous from all your work because good job man
0: we appreciate you Right on, man. Yeah, so absolutely, the dude's working hard. Is just a really, just really kind person. Um, even though I just know him through through doing this work on the internet, just wanted to put oh, that. Me up. too. I don't but, even know
1: him in real life either. So don't feel. Oh, bad. really? No kidding. Um, Darsh is actually from
0: India. Is he over there, or is he? Um, I thought he's in like New York or something.
1: No, he he he's really from India.
0: No shit. Okay.
1: Um, yeah i we we met through a mutual friend because he um he went to college for like fi uh f- fiant uh, f- finan- finances and stuff and he um does his own blogs and stuff like that and then he came on with me to help with reviews and stuff and then i basically loved his writing so much that i would given him all the stuff to review because i felt like he need to get a quote on the back of something and he
0: finally did well there you go man yeah it's just good people supporting each other congratulations on that darsh um yeah man that's uh unless you've got anything else paul that's the blue coyote podcast
1: and i guess that is the blue coyote podcast thank you again cody
0: All right, man. You have a great rest of
1: the night. You too, man.